Welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back. Another week, another edition of The Howler, Ethan Berry. Thomas Overton alongside you once again. Thomas, we're almost to the weekend. Fall break this week. I knew you were going to come up with something different this week. <laughs> when you asked me how I'm doing, I was going to say I'm doing pretty good, except it's almost fall break and it's still 80 plus degrees outside. So Yeah. Today was nicer, though. It was better, but it's going to get a little worse. So. And my, I have a softball class, and this was the first week where I wasn't, like, dripping with sweat after the end of the class. So that was nice. But, um, you know. Yeah, you're right. It's hot, and uh, it's going to be hot on Saturday. And NC State has another noon game uh, against Boston College, and we'll get into that a little bit later. We got a lot of football stuff to talk about, um, I think. But um, I guess we'll just go ahead and start with last week. NC State beat Virginia, 35-21. I didn't even think it was that close. Um, you know, Virginia scored the late touchdown where NC State really went into the prevent defense. Um, and then they recovered the onside kick, which was a really well-executed onside kick. Um, and then uh, State got that interception at the end. But what were your what were your biggest takeaways from the game on Saturday? The run game yeah. is there. Yep, it they exists. have found it. It exists. It was it was good. It wasn't super great, but it was definitely it was definitely doable for the rest of the season. It was good. Yeah. I I mean Ricky Person obviously. Um, you know, just gave everybody a jolt. And you could feel it in the stadium. It was like everybody got really excited. And it was like, that was something that, you know, Naheem Hines last year would do something like that and be like, all right, good play, good play. And then this year it was like, wow, we have not seen that all year. And everybody, I don't know if everybody had given up on the run game or what, but Ricky Person showed his ability, which which made him one of the five best running backs in all of high school football last year. And we saw it on Saturday. He had some gaping holes to run through. Don't get me wrong. Credit to the offensive line there. But Yeah, I was going to say it definitely looked like the blocking. I mean, the offense line had their best game by far from pass yeah. protection to, to run blocking. Finley didn't even get hurried. Yeah, no, Finley was just having a great time back there yeah. by himself. So, uh, Otten Reith and Angeline, some great blocks. Uh, really, State looks good having them up there blocking. Um, and then as soon as person hit the hole, there was just that extra acceleration that we hadn't seen all year. Right. And also I thought some more plays to the, the little bouncers outside um, instead of just right up the middle every time. So the, I thought they looked good. Um, if they can keep that up, um, it really helps out Finley back there in the pass game. I thought the one thing that stood out to me the most about Ricky Person was his ability to make guys miss. And I'm not sure that State's had a guy like that for as long as I can remember, especially not one that good. Naheem Hines was a speed guy, right? He could make guys miss, but it was mostly with his speed. Ricky Person doesn't have that top-end speed that Naheem did, but one-on-one, he's going to make a guy miss nine times out of ten. And Reggie Gillespie isn't doing that. Trent Penix isn't doing that. Um, I mean, think back. Matt Days was he was kind of like a Reggie Gillespie-Naheem Hines like combination where he had some speed, but he could – he had some power, too. Um, person just made guys miss. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, I mean, Ricky's got a little bit bigger build than Naheem. Yeah. But he's still got – he's really quick. Obviously, we saw that Saturday. Um, and his ability to make linebackers and then corners and safeties miss, 
uh, that's how you add, you know, that one run where it's, what, 15 extra yards. I mean, he should right. have been tackled near the sideline, but then no, uh, he made a miss, and it was like at least another 10 yards. So that's how the yards really start adding up, making people miss. Is he the most important guy for NC State the rest of the year, outside of, like, Ryan Finley? I think he has to be. If yeah. State wants to win and maybe make it to Charlotte December 1st, the run game has to be there every single week. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And to me, I, I think State can win without the running game. I really do. I don't think they can beat Clemson without the running game. And that's what it comes back to. And for me, college football is really a simple game. you got to have the better quarterback. Just any single game. A lot of the times it boils down to how does your quarterback stand up and how, do your recruiting, how does your recruiting stand up. And when NC State goes to Clemson, they're going to have a quarterback advantage. And Ricky Person is the type of guy that would, if he's getting 15, 20 touches, he can shrink that recruiting advantage that Clemson would have. If that makes sense, do you get what I'm saying? Like, he's the guy. He is a four-star, five-star type of kid. You want the ball to be in his hands against the best team you're playing. And that's who Clemson is, obviously. So, to me, NC State, I think NC State could win every other game without running the ball. I on, Maybe Syracuse, probably this week against Boston College. But the rest of the weeks, I think State would be absolutely fine if they got the same running production that they got against, like, Marshall, say. You, you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad against Marshall. It wasn't awful like it was towards the beginning right. of the season. But it definitely got much better. I'm just saying that I think the passing game gets to open up. You know, defenses have to put more. Oh, there's no doubt about right, that. Right, more players in the box, yeah. and there's more one-on-one looks instead of um, zone coverage when you're effectively able to run the ball. So if they can continue to improve, I mean, they hit my magic number. We said it the other week. Anything above 150, especially above 175. You're right. I mean, yep. if State can consistently do that week in and week out, I mean, we obviously saw Finley's passing numbers go down, but three touchdowns, the passing game wasn't hurt at all. Yeah, I just think the offense flows so much better when they can run the ball. And the thing about Parson is he's got to stay healthy. That's yeah. the number one thing. I think they said he was at like 80, 85% on Saturday, and you saw what he could do. So I think you try to maybe limit his touches against BC, 10, 12, unless you really, really need him, and then you give him a whole week off to get, you know, hopefully get him 100% for Clemson because we can get into this more later. But the way things are shaping up, if I'm NC State, Everything is pointing to the Clemson game. You should win every other game on the schedule, with the exception of maybe Syracuse. Everything is pointing at Clemson. State has a golden opportunity. Golden. Golden opportunity. And, um, you know, let's talk a little bit more about the defense before we get into that. I've been thrilled with the defense. Um, You know, Tanner Engel. Uh, has gotten beaten in coverage a couple of times, which is which is fine. He's a freshman. You expect that. Right. But, man, the rest of the secondary has just been awesome. I mean, you know, obviously you're going to give up some plays. It's it's 2018. Watch the NFL. Nobody is stopping the passing game. State's defense is doing a pretty good job. Right. Yeah, and their run defense through, what are we, four games in? I mean, absolutely spectacular. Right. I think it's got to be, if not the best in the conference, one of the best in the conference. Yeah. I mean, their ability to just – Teams will run the ball, and it's going for negative one, zero yards most of the time. Virginia had less than 100. I don't think anybody – well, did James Madison have more than 100? I want to say yes because yards? Danucci had a bunch. If we count those 
getaway scrambles okay. Yeah, Danucci but still, like, like the point stands that State's run game's been really, really good. Um, and the pass protects or pass defense has also been good. Just a few, just a few breakdowns we saw it against Marshall, and then a few times against Virginia, but not too much to worry about. I don't know if you have this. I don't know if you could f- how quickly you could find this. The last time State allowed a 100-yard rusher, it's been a while. I don't know when it would have been. Might I'm thinking maybe the Clemson game last year. Because of that extra long touchdown run. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. It's been a long time though. So and yeah. that goes to gives gotta give credit to to the defense, especially obviously everybody knows how much you lost after last year. And the defense hasn't taken a step back at all. In fact, you could maybe even say they've taken a step up. Yeah. I mean and they're uh, playing super great and it just goes to show that they're really working on Coach Dorn's mentality of it all starts in the trenches right. on both sides, offensive and defensive lines. And uh, they're both really getting it done right now, really impressed on both sets of lines. I think the one thing that stood out to me is that the defense just looks so well coached. I don't know if you've noticed this. They look so well prepared. Rarely is somebody out of position. The one time I remember somebody being out of position was the long touchdown against Marshall when – Tanner Engel was just left on an island against a slot receiver, and Jarius Moorhead was supposed to be helping him out there, but instead he was looking to help against Tyree Brady, obviously Marshall's star receiver. But that was the one time, at least that's the one time where I feel like it's it's come back to hurt state, and every other time, they just everybody's always in the right spot, the athleticism is there, and um, they make adjustments, they go to the dime defense on third down, they bring in two nickels. And, man, I, I don't know if it's the addition of Ted Roof as an assistant coach or what. The state defense just looks so much more well-coached, and this is with a much younger group than you had last year. Yeah, they're making it just so easy, especially for the offense. I mean, none of the games have been close. I don't think even James Madison, the score was kind of close, but I don't think the game was that close. Yeah. Um, and it just the defense is making the plays they have to make and uh, doing their job so that state – can be comfortable on offense, not have to score every single possession, even though they're scoring on a lot of possessions. Um, but obviously, the more, the less points the other team gets, it's easier to win. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, James Madison game that was a pretty close game. James Madison <laughs> drove down and had a chance to take the lead. But look, the defense, the defense has just been phenomenal. And I mean, if you had told every state fan at the beginning of the year this is what it's going to look like at this point in the season, I think you'd have to be thrilled with it. Um, and the special teams? Special teams hasn't been good. The kicking game has been good, but the special teams hasn't really been good. Um, Chris Dunn made that 44-yarder at the end of the half. Everybody got really excited. Um, and I thought that was really the turning point in that game. I want to say it was 10-7. to Then State drove down, scored a touchdown, um, on that play to An- Angeline, Angeline. Um, and it was it was a close game for probably 25 minutes. Then you had that fumble on fourth down, which they said that State recovered on the other side of the first down marker, which was huge. And then f- after that, the game was pretty much over. Like, that was vir- – that to me, that felt like Virginia's chance in the game. And then after that, NC State was just like – NC State just took control. Because if you think about it, Virginia covers that. They go down and score – at the end of the half, they get they're up fourteen to ten, and they get the ball out of the out of the half. So you're you've got the ball. You're up fourteen to ten, and you have the ball to start the second half. That would that would have been a a much different game. But you know, when you're a good team, I you know, 
when you're a good team, you create your own breaks. I talk about luck a lot. Um, luck is a huge, huge factor in sporting events, whether you know people like to admit it or not, especially in baseball, which is my favorite sport. But that's regardless. I've I always believe that if you're you make your own luck, and you know NC State got lucky there, but that's what good teams do. Like good teams get lucky more often than they don't get lucky. Yeah, my so. grandfather always says, especially when we're playing golf, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. And that interception by State towards the end of the half, like you said, it really turned the game around. It was yeah, Virginia was driving, or yeah, they, they were had driving. The ball, so yeah. It could have been just a three-point game, and they would have gotten the ball back. And for State to be able to Turn force that a turnover and, and then make a long field goal right at the end and manage the clock so that Virginia didn't even get the ball back, you know. It looked really good there at the end and then up 13 and another defensive stop, three and out to start third quarter. And State increased it to 27-7, and everyone yeah. takes a deep breath. And that this is what State it. should be doing. So, Yeah, and, and the thing about that, after the McLeod interception – I can't remember if Dave Doran said this or if I read it somewhere, but last year NC State would not have tried to get points in that position. They would have just probably taken a knee, maybe take a shot down the field. Instead, they said, all right, let's get 20, 25 yards, get into field goal range for Chris Dunn, see if he can make it, and he did. And, you know, those those three points, you know, they didn't they didn't turn out to be that important this week, but they could be. Right against Clemson, um, you know, or, or somebody else, or Boston College or Syracuse. But I think, I mean, NC State was the better team. They showed it. Um, the first half was, was well played, and NC State just had too many good players, too much depth. Um, and, I mean, that was pretty much the game for me, and they had Ryan Finley and Virginia didn't. So um, I thought Virginia was a good team, though. They remind me of uh, NC State teams two or three years ago where you've got a new coach and, you know, it's a long rebuild. That's that's how football works, especially when you're at a school like Virginia. And um, I think they'll be a, they're a good team now. I think they'll really be a threat in the coastal in a couple of years. Yeah, Bryce Perkins I thought looked good besides those two interceptions, and that's where state state's playing really well this year on uh, just a turnover margin. We were trying yeah. to add it up before. I think we only have state only has two on the entire season. Yeah. Compared to probably it's at least seven or eight. I want to say it's seven. Yeah. So but, um, they're doing really well there. Um, if you can win the turnover battle, the rest of the games. Yeah, if you've got the better Especially in the Clemson game, yeah. then they're all looking favorable. All right, before we move forward, uh, the second half attendance. Did you have any thoughts on that? It wasn't good. I mean, it, we knew. I knew it wasn't going to be good. Um, it was a lot warmer than I thought it was going to be. Yes. I thought it was going to be like low 80s with a nice breeze and do it now. There was no it breeze. It felt about 93, just sweltering heat, no clouds. For me, for me personally, the time doesn't affect me as much as the heat does. And I yeah. think that seems to be a theme across the stadium because by 10 minutes into the first quarter, it seems mostly full, especially because it was parents and families weekend. Lots of parents came down. But then halftime, a lot of people don't come back. And I can't really blame them with how hot it is. At kickoff, I kind of thought that it was the worst crowd that I'd seen in four years. And then five minutes later, it was full. So, yeah, that was kind of odd. It, it also, the student line, everybody goes in at the last minute, obviously. So that kind of like, that slows people down because they're all trying to get in get in at the same place. And so that, that really hurts at kickoff. But, um... The second half, man, it wasn't good. And I get what you're saying, 
But I thought it was worse. I thought it was worse than JMU and Georgia State, which it wasn't as hot as it was those games, and the team was better. And to me, it just it's got to be frustrating for the coaches. Yeah, Dave Dorn's already said that he's really um, he really looks to the crowd to especially um, help his defense just with crowd noise, and he's really encouraged fans to come into the game early and be loud, and then already for this Saturday to show up, he was probably not very pleased with uh, no. last Saturday. No, it was loud in the first half. It right. was. But, you know, the second half, I mean, what do you do? I mean, I know everybody talks about ending passouts, but I don't know how practical that is. I don't even think that they're allowed to do that based on there was a rule passed. I can't remember the exact details over the summer, and everybody was like, oh, this means they can end passouts. I think it mean, I think there was a rule that you could sell b- sell beer at off-campus venues i did read it and it was very weirdly worded but i did think they were going to give it a shot this season but we haven't seen that yet no it turns out the rule is misinterpreted okay the way i understand it they still can't do it okay for some reason i don't know maybe i'm wrong that's maybe it was like at private schools or something but there's some for some reason nc state is still not allowed to do it but i do think that's the only chance the uh athletics has to end past you think that's the only chance you don't think there's anything else they if they want game attendance to stay up in my opinion and end pass outs there has to be alcohol served just with here's in what my I would, opinion here's what i would i there's no doubt that would help a lot i think you have to put the student section somewhere else okay i it's got to be a you got to take seats away from the students sell more seats and b put them in the shade uh, one thing that stood out to me was the side the visitor side was 50% empty, and the opposite side, which was entirely in the shade because of the Vaughn Towers, was like 90% full at the end of the game. That stood out to me, and I was like, this is not like, yes, the students were the worst part because they're, that's what you see on TV, but the I don't remember which side it is. I want to say it's like the east side, the visitor side. That, like that was like 50% empty as well. And I think you know moving the student section, yes, you would have some uh, upset season ticket holders or whatever, but they're more likely to stay for the whole game because they're paying for tickets. You get what I'm saying? Like yep. if you pay for 50 bucks for a ticket, are you going to are you going to stay if it's a close game even if you're in the heat? Absolutely. Right? right. Like a student, okay, I just got a free ticket. We're up what was the score? Twenty to seven on Virginia. It's hot. I'm ready to go. You know, maybe I stayed up until two a.m. last night. Something like that. You know, you get what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, I definitely get what you're saying. I don't think that'll ever happen just because of tradition, or at least I've seen the student section move. You know, it was on the upper deck years and yeah, years ago, and now it encloses the end zone. The away sections move. But I don't think – it seems to me that uh, west side under the Vaughn Tower seems to be some of the high rollers in the Wolfpack Club. And well, I you don't, don't put them up there. Put them – yeah. I, I don't d- think they'll be able to move that many season tickets to put the students in shape. But I definitely get what you're saying. It's it's somewhat of an issue, and the coach is frustrated. And it definitely does help the defense. Um, we saw that against Louisville last year when there were, what, yeah. five false starts in the whole game. So, I yep. mean, at least take away the end zone on the far side. Yes. From the Murphy Center. that Just sell those tickets. I mean. Well, they're doing that for this week because it's fall break game. Right. So, so I, I, I don't see why they don't do that every game. That would be that would be my first step. Right? I mean, 
Selling selling the beer is the obvious solution. But I I don't know if that's realistic. I don't know when that could happen. That's what I would do. I would take those seats away and um I don't know, maybe you can do something to try to make create shade over there. But I I also think it's been a, like the issue has been glorified cuz all these na all these games are noon and that's just such a random thing. Like the coaches don't have any control over it. If it was a seven o'clock game, I think people would have stayed. Three thirty, people would have stayed. But um, I mean, look, you've got an undefeated team. They're ranked, and there's just no reason why you can't stay for an extra hour and a half, two hours. And you know, it's frustrating. It looks bad on TV. It hurts recruiting, and you know, it it's frustrating for the coaches. It's frustrating for the players. And um, you know, I don't know. And it, how can you make fun of like teams like Chapel Hill, where who don't have anybody at their games? Well, you know, in the second half, Carter Finley stands that you see on TV, they're empty. You know. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't good, and unfortunately, it won't get better this weekend. Hopefully, towards the end of the season, I mean, obviously, the Wake Forest game's a night game, so that'll help. Yeah, that'll help, and I think the ECU ECU game will be fine. I think it will. We'll see what time the Florida State game's at, but you know it would help a lot if the games weren't at noon, which is not something that anybody at NC State controls. But um, whatever. All right, we'll move on. That's my suggestion: get rid of the opposite end zone and just put more people there. And then if they leave, whatever. Um, NC State got ranked 23rd in the AP poll, 25th in the coaches poll. I was surprised. I was also surprised. I was I was shocked. We almost. just saw like. We talked about it the whole season, just our total number of votes each week seemed to have just gone down from winning. And then there was that whole rhetoric on how State didn't play anyone good, which is somewhat true, but they're still winning. And okay. all of a sudden they beat Virginia and they're ranked. I was pretty surprised. You want to say that NC State hasn't played anybody good. NC State, here's some facts for you. NC State is 4-0. They've played f four teams that are a combined 12-7, and right? NC State has 118 votes in the AP poll. Colorado, 4-0, 225 votes. Guess what their four opponents' records are. Six and nine. Nope. Less? Way well, way less. More. Yeah. Three and twelve. I don't nope. know. Oh, one and one and sixteen. One and sixteen. Colorado started the year with zero votes, and they've gathered 225 votes in week six. After beating four teams that are one and sixteen, please don't ever tell me that NC State hasn't played anybody. I mean, I wasn't saying that. I was just explaining. No, that's what people what, are saying. What the rhetoric that is yeah. out there. No, you're right. Is so that to me, that's just like, come on, pay attention. But I mean, I, I was surprised NC State was ranked. I really was. Um, last week, I said State had 118 votes. La this week, last week, 28. So clearly, a lot of people noticed. And, um, yeah, I mean, I still don't understand. I still don't understand how Colorado is 21st. But, whatever, I, I mean, I'll take it. I'm, I'm not going to complain. And uh, I would just like to say that the people whose attitude is, oh, we don't want to be ranked because, like, of we always lose. Oh, that's me. You don't want to be ranked? I didn't say I didn't want to be ranked. I just always get a little anxious. You remember 2010, every game State was ranked. They lost, and every game they weren't ranked, I think they won. So Okay, if you get ranked, 
if you don't want to be ranked, you can't ever be a good team. That's also Th- true. That is so. just how it works. You can't ever be a good team. I was saying I get a little anxious every time I see those numbers pop up. I have but nightmares I mean, State, about that season. They defeated that last year, didn't they? I mean, they went up every week before losing to Notre Dame and Clemson, which is fine, you know? And then they went back up after that. So I, I just – I don't like hearing that. I don't like it at all. I mean, that's just a – I'm just a little superstitious about that. That's all. They yeah, definitely Okay, but how do you expect to ever be any good if you're not going to get ranked? You can't be you – you will never be a good team if you don't get ranked. I didn't say I didn't want to be ranked. I said I get a little anxious. Yeah. So – they definitely deserve to be ranked, in my opinion. They've been playing well. Oh, I think so, too. And, and have, Yeah, go ahead. If you look at it, State started the year with, I want to say it was like 30-something votes, and then somehow they went down, which was just – State started with 22 votes, and then it just went down every week, which, whatever. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. The Boston College game is big. Uh, they were ranked a couple weeks ago, and then they – played really poorly against Purdue. Um and AJ Dillon got hurt last week, their their star running back. I'll tell you why this game concerns me. I think this is the one game all year where the best player on the field is on the other team. And I don't think State will have that issue anymore the rest of the year. I think Ryan Finley will be the best player, if not in the ACC, at least on the remainder of the schedule. And um I think A.J. Dillon is really that good. Yeah, A.J. Dillon's just an incredible running back. I mean, 161 yards last week, well, I think those were all before he got hurt. So we've seen what – I think I've seen him run a 260-yard game. It was just absolutely incredible to watch. Um, he's just a fantastic running back and really big and strong and just goes straight through the defensive linemen, makes linebackers miss, yeah, or runs right over He him. has it all. And he's he got can, the speed too. Yeah. So, I mean – but we've also seen State's run defense has been extremely impressive this season, so I think it's going to be a great matchup. Well, this is the biggest test by far. I don't even think there's a a next biggest test. But, um, but yeah, we'll see. And, and Boston College has to be kicking themselves because usually they're known for their stout defense. They don't have it this year. They've got to be wondering, now that we have an offense, where is our defense? And um, – you know, I'm sure that's frustrating for them. But we'll see what happens. If he plays, State's got to bottle him up. If he doesn't play, I'd say this is a game State should win by two touchdowns minimum. I mean, I just think he means – I saw a tweet today that was like, A.J. Dillon means more to his team than any other player in the entire country. And I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, if you look at the stats last year, their entire offense – I want to say they got like twice as twice what am I trying to say? They improved twice as much when he was started when he was the running back. Yeah, I bet he I mean there's no doubt he shifts around defenses whenever he's in the game and they have to focus a lot on him because he's that good and maybe forget an assignment somewhere or have to give up something something else. But I definitely like state uh even if he plays probably in a close one, but if he doesn't play like you're saying, it's definitely going to be a wider margin. Last year he had, I want to say, like 36 carries for 196 yards or something like that. What what kind of number are you looking at this year where, all right, State's got to State's gotta hold A.J. Dillon to this? 
I mean, I think it all depends on how much help he gets from other rushers. Uh, someone else, Ben Gain, or excuse me, Ben Glines went for over 100 last week. So they had 275 rushing yards combined as a team. They've obviously got to be under 200 as a team this week, I think. You think under 200? I think under 200. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's tough because they're going to run the ball. Right. And um, I don't know. It. Their running, ba- their quarterback is a is a runner, um, but he really does well against the play action with the play action. I mean, um, which I, I mean everybody would because everybody's going to be worried about right. AJ, AJ Dillon. But um, I don't know. I I I'd say I mean the thing about last year was he had a huge number, but he also ran the ball a lot, and uh, he had one really big run. Yeah. And so I think last year was a close game throughout. Boston College was actually leading for most of the game, if I remember correctly. State needs to be ahead in this game so that they can limit his carries. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, ball control is going to be everything for both teams in this game. I mean, 100 plays last week for Boston College, so no wonder there were that many rushing attempts. I mean, on 100 plays, you'd think yeah. over 40%, especially for Boston College, over 50% are going to be runs. So that adds up fast. So if State can sustain those long drives – and even just get field goals if it's a long drive, obviously preferably a touchdown, but five, six, seven-minute drives, that obviously takes away from Boston College's chances to increase those attempts on rushes. I think the number of carries is really going to be the key, not so much you know, limiting, to him, limiting him to a certain number of yards. I think Boston College is 9-2 and two when he gets over 20 carries, and they have a losing record when he doesn't. So that's got to be the key. Uh, hold the ball, like you said. Hold the ball and get ahead. And then, I mean, say Boston College gets the ball first. They go down, pick up a couple first downs. You force a punt. NC State goes down and scores. And then Boston College gets the ball back. And then it's the end of the first quarter, and NC State's up 7 nothing. And there's only been two possessions. Well, he's not going to be able to – if you can build on that lead – He's just not going to be able to get as many carries. That's just not right. how it works. Right. So, um, but I think the key, I think a big thing, and this really stood out to me, is going to be the depth on the defensive line. It's going to be a busy day for those guys and the linebackers too. Um, and I think State's depth on the defensive line, being able to keep guys fresh throughout the whole game, and a linebacker, um, that I think that's really going to be the difference on this defense as to where, you know, they can prevent themselves yeah, I think from getting those gashed. F- those front six have a really strong, big task of limiting yards after contact for A.J. Dillon. I mean, if, if they can get him two, three yards after the line of scrimmage and be able to wrap him up and limit those yards after contact, then his yard, like, they won't be as hurtful, you know what I'm saying, as a defense as a whole. If he's able to, to bounce off a tackle after three yards and pick up seven more, that really hurts. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. He's got to be the focus of the – focus of the game plan, make everybody else beat you. And I think the other thing is State secondary is pretty good at stopping the run. you got Dexter Wright, who's built like a linebacker. Jarius Moorhead led the team in tackles, and Tanner Engel has shown what he can do just in a short number of games. So get ahead, force him to throw the ball. I think that's pretty much the key to the game. Offensively, like you said, uh, ball control, and uh, you're going to want to see Ricky Person get out in space and do his thing. Uh, just like he did last week. Yeah, the more State's able to effectively run the ball, obviously the clock keeps moving. Right. It lengthens out drives, and it makes it so much easier for Finley if he's able to get those one-on-one looks. So ball control in the run game 
is what State really needs to focus on. Yeah. And uh, like I said, Boston College defense isn't very good. So I, I think if Boston College's defense was better, I would be a little more concerned about this game. But we'll see. And A.J. Dillon, even if he plays, which I guess that seems like it's still a pretty big if here on Tuesday where we haven't heard anything about his status, you know, you expect that he'll play, but he's probably not going to be at 100%. And we saw Naheem Hines last year. He wasn't 100% against Clemson. And that was maybe the reason State lost the game. So, um, you know, we'll see what he can do, but I doubt he'll be at 100%, which obviously, you know, 80% of A.J. Dillon is still, like, really, really good. Really so. good. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. That's pretty much That's pretty much what it comes down to is can you limit the number of carries that he gets for me? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good old-fashioned – run yeah. the ball, hold the ball. I think it's going to be a low score. Um, I think State did really well this last weekend. I, there are a couple plays where they only had, seemed to me, only two receivers, and everyone else had a blocking job on run on running plays, um, and it looks really good. They were able to get to the second level and make room for person. So I think this one both ways is going to be run the ball, run the ball, play action pass, run the ball, run the ball, play action pass. So, But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Anything else? Uh, well, I'll, I I started talking about Clemson earlier. Well, I'll save that for next week when State has a bye. But, I, was, um, I was gonna say if it comes down to a field goal, Chris Dunn's playing really well. I yeah. think this season so yeah. far. So yeah, I agree. Um, prediction yeah. prediction from you? I want to say like twenty to fourteen. Twenty State, to fourteen, that really? Low. Yeah. Oh, I don't have any faith in Boston College's defense. Okay. I mean, they've looked bad against like. Wake Forest and Temple, and they're they're running into like a borderline NFL offense this week. But also, I hate to do this that State scored except the first game a lot of points ever since. And yeah. where's that going to fall off the wagon? So, but if it falls off the wagon this game, I think they still have a good chance to win because I don't think Boston College is going to score that many points either. But we'll see. So yeah, I say I say State thirty-one twenty-four. Okay, I just I mean even thirty-one. I just feel like it's going to be a close game, and I don't know if I see. A shootout or like a lower scoring game, so I guess I'll go somewhere in the middle. I just don't see it being a low scoring game, but I also don't see NC State's. I don't know. I'm torn. I think it's going to be a close yeah, game. It could really and be this, in the middle. The spread really throws me off. But the state is favored by four. Did it go up? It I was like three and a half. Three and a half, four, four, whatever. But I don't know. I just that that gives me an uneasy feeling. Like I feel like state should be favored by more. Especially at home. Yeah, and then, which I mean, I don't know. You give it a, with it. Do you? If this game was a, a neutral site matchup, would you would you feel like it's a toss up? I wouldn't. See, I would still think State should win. Like Boston yeah. College's defense has been so bad. I don't know. That's just where I'm at. Their defense is so bad. AJ Dillon is phenomenal, but their defense is not good. And I don't know how much their quarterback has been tested. I mean, it's easy when you can hand it to A.J. Dillon and he gets you 200 yards a game and then you have play action. I don't think it's going to be that easy against State this week. No, I definitely st think State's a better team and has uh, been playing a lot better this season. Yeah. But if A.J. Dillon just runs all over the place, then it could it could be could be bad. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go 31-24. You said 20-14? 20 20-14. To 20 to yeah. I'll tell you what, this is a big game. That's this right. is this is one of the biggest games. I mean, obviously you had the Clemson game last year, which was for the ACC Atlantic. 
Yeah, the beginning of the season, I started West Virginia, which State didn't end up playing. Yeah. And this Boston College game to see what type of team State was going to be. Because it's only halfway through the season, so then we can make a fair assessment. Yeah. But this is still number one on my list to see what type of team State's going to be. Yeah. So All right, real quick before we go. Actually, we'll probably talk about this a lot more last week. Quick reaction, NC State's playing ECU at the end of the year. I was surprised just because State and the Pirates play each other the first game next season yeah, in I, Raleigh. I was too. If next season was in Greenville, then I could totally see it. Um, so, yeah, a little surprised. Obviously, there's that uh, loophole that either team plays December 1st conference championship game, then they won't play the game. So, yeah. they still might not play it, but uh, who knows. Yeah, for me, it was weird. Like, the matchup doesn't make a lot of sense for the reason that you said they play each other to start next year. But I just think it's so hard to find a, a game. That's also true. And, you know, I would rather play the Power 5 team, West Virginia, South Carolina, Nebraska. Those are the three teams that had a game canceled and Chapel Hill, but they're not going to – obviously that's not going to happen. No. Those teams all lost a home game. So you've got to find a team that lost an away game, which would be like Marshall, who's not going to play you. You already played them. ECU, who's supposed to play Virginia Tech. So you got that one. West Virginia wasn't going to agree to it. And – App State, I think I saw them thrown out there. Did they have a game canceled? I don't remember them having a game canceled. I don't remember that, but they, I think App's really on track to play the first, so that might yeah, have had something yeah. to do with it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk more about this last week. I was surprised, but at the end of the day, at least you got a 12th game, and at least it's somewhat interesting. Right. So that's really the bottom line for me. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into that next week. We'll talk about the Boston College game. We'll look forward uh, to the big game during the bye week. Just kidding. <laughs> that, was, that was a bad joke. Sorry. Hilarious. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, we'll probably talk. We might have a guest. We'll probably talk about some other sports as well. Uh, soccer. Uh, volleyball. And it's getting much. It's getting close to basketball season. We're almost a month away. Next week will be less than a month. That's crazy. So it is crazy. But, uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. Thomas? Been a good episode, I would say. So. All right, thank you guys for listening. Hope you check back again next week. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu/sports.